0: in Dale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the Fruited Plains from Sea to Shiny T. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on a fast and fiery Friday morning, Friends Tortured Report 341. Censorship and population control. I won't talk that fast the whole time, but we need to examine some unexpected connections that expose the real dark an ugly, sinister global agenda. Friends, perspective is important. Uh, I'm sorry I'm getting this out a little bit late today. I just, man, I went down the rabbit hole. There's so much stuff here. I'm going to try to squeeze it into 20 minutes-ish, but I might end up going a little bit long. But please bear with me because this is really important stuff. Perspective is important. And if you've been with me for a while, you already know That population control is at the root of the globalist agenda. I've written lots of reports about it, lots of podcasts about that. This report today, Torch Report 341, is going to provide further evidence of just how, how far back this agenda goes and how it kind of interlocked it is and kind of document those direct connections to eugenics in the process. But first, because it's Friday, I want to frame the conversation. In light of some current news, uh, so as to keep the relevance of this disturbing reality readily apparent, so it does all connect together. But first things first, friends. Did you notice how Donald Trump has evaporated from the headlines, just like that? Snap! You know the why? Where? What happened to Trump? What's going on? I don't know. You know the reason is simple. Uh, some new polling indicates that Trump. Trump's indictment might be making him more popular among Republicans. And so, you know, obviously we can't have that now, you know, instead, the liberal media has conveniently pivoted to a, quote, new chapter in U.S. politics, period, end quote, really a new chapter in U.S. politics. I thought that was fascinating. And this new chapter pits conservative state legislatures against big liberal cities. And this new pivot, as presented by CNN and uh, TheHill.com this morning, they're decrying the Republican restrictions on the Democrats' insanity. You know, they can't believe the Republican state legislator would try to shut down the Democrats doing terrible things to children. Uh, But all of this is notable, and the reason I'm mentioning it today is because – it reverses a long tradition of conservative support for local rule. This to me is a very fascinating political ploy precisely because it positions conservatives as advocates of state restrictions on local autonomy. Friends, this is mind games. If you think about how, Liberals have flipped from being vanguards of free speech to claiming that anything less than state controlled censorship is a free for all hellscape. You know, keep that in mind. It, uh, <laughs> this, this is a telltale sign of psychological warfare. And with that in mind, I think that we should watch closely uh, as conservative perspectives are groomed to support state authority over local. Policies this is going to play directly into the implementation of global policies specifically the sustainable development goals the ESG and agenda 2030 friends mark my words and that ties into the overarching uh, eugenesis and depopulation agenda but just in passing before I jump <laughs> jump into the deep end here, I also want to point out that this uh, this political pivot is being spun off of the leftist insurrection at the Tennessee state Capitol. Uh, the whole race baiting story is that these stuffy white racist Christian conservatives are discriminating against black Jesus. <laughs> I kid you not, friends. It's it's all out there in the news today. But of course, you know, it's not just about the stuffy white racist Christian conservatives discriminating against black Jesus. There's more to the story. And I want to share uh, a few inspiring shots of these enlightened Leftist lawmakers. If you if you're looking uh, in the report today, following along in the report, friends, friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know that you have to go to thetorchreport.com. If you just go over to thetorchreport.com, click on Torch Report 341, and you'll see these uh, these screenshots of these enlightened leftist lawmakers. These guys that you know that are all making the fuss, and there's they're all standing there, uh, you know, with their cool hairdos, and they've got their fists up in the air. And of course, you know, does that stand out to you? Geez, I don't know. You know, put another screenshot in there of the, you know, Bernie Sanders with his fist in the air, all the commies with their fists in the air. And you know what that means. Friends, it's Friday. So drum roll, please. Boom, the commies are taking over the world. (sighs) (laughs) But all joking aside, friends, uh, if you haven't read my special report on communist mind control, you probably should. Uh, It does explain exactly how why this is all happening, of course, how they're pulling this off. But just to quickly connect the dots uh, as expounded upon in Torch Report 191, why commies suck, you know, communism has led to the starvation and death of over 100 million people in the last century. Now, With that in mind, we think about how the global cabal has openly declared the intention to take control of the means of production and consumption, of course, to save the planet. But this is their template for centralized control, and it gives them immense leverage over the unsustainable and problematic human population. Just think about food shortages. That's where we're headed and on purpose because they have, you know, an unsustainable and problematic human population, and they've believed this for a long time. Now, to be sure, friends, speculating that the global elite actually intend to starve millions of people to depopulate the planet is going to strike most people as an absolutely outrageous conjecture, no effing way. But friends, it's not that there's any lack of evidence, okay? And it's not that certain... You know, savvy researchers like yours truly, your favorite fuzzy, ignorant peasant friends, you know, people are growing wise to their plans because they're well documented. That's not the problem. The problem is that the majority of people are too distracted with daily life and the political circus and the geopolitical dog and pony show to care. Not just that the commies are taking over the world, but, you know, come on, mass starvation, global depopulation, whatever, man. You know, what, what, what's on YouTube today? And, The sad reality is that most people are not going to wake up to this reality that they're trying to depopulate the earth until it's way too late. At this point you know the wise have realized and prepared accordingly you know stock up on some food take the necessary steps to defend those supplies defend them you know defend yourself at the face of a desperate starving mob you know those desperate starving mobs are sure to come because based on the plans that they've put on paper there's no other way for it to play out those with their eyes wide open can see the writing on the wall there really is no way to stop a fourth turning but friends this fourth turning is different. So I think we just now zoom out, zoop, you know, way out. Consider that the global elites are now using weaponized AI to control emerging public perceptions. And with that, the most sinister sinister. The most sinister aspects of their agenda can now manifest. It can now come to light. They can make it happen and they can do it without making too many waves. The most heinous crimes against humanity can now be conducted in broad daylight. And most of the peasantry will remain none the wiser. And the same goes for the blatant, you know, political corruption, the public persecutions and all this kind of stuff. This is really the power of fusing state-controlled censorship with fifth-generation warfare. Now they can finish their unfinished agenda. There's, you know, there's so much to say here, friends. Uh, but do you recall last summer, it was in July, the, uh, the Georgia Guidestones were destroyed. And at that point... Uh, if you're not familiar with it, I put the link there in the, in the report today, friends. But at that point, I painstakingly connected the dots between mass vaccinations and the depopulation uh, eugenicist agenda. And the hypothesis explored in, uh, what was it, Torch Report 160, threading the needle of truth. The, the hypothesis was that the global plur, plur, bada, 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 the global proliferation, the global proliferation of the experimental injections was actually serving a much darker purpose. It wasn't, you know, they weren't just trying to get everybody jabbed up to save the planet. You know, we want to save lives, you know, and, and prevent preventable death. No lies. You know, that's the exact opposite. This whole, you know, launch of the Great Reset, which was COVID-19, the Great Reset, it was kicked off by releasing a genetically modified virus that, you know, was wreaking havoc around the world. Could it be that by releasing that virus and then giving everybody, you know, shooting everybody up with these experimental injections, could they have achieved their objective to leave room for nature, according to the Georgia Guidestones, keep the population at about 500 million and leave room for nature. Do not be a cancer upon the planet. Okay, the, I, I was, you know, kind of chewing on this and a different. Uh, the worst case scenario here. More recently, there's a three part series in the worst case scenario essentially spelling out that the ill effects of these injections would take years to come to light. It's already in motion. You can't take the needle out of the arm or you can, but you can't, you know, you can't undo the genetic modifications. And thus, you know, people are going to keep getting their booster shots and they're going to keep reciting the maddening mantra that the vaccines are safe and effective. The vaccines are safe and effective. And all of this is going to happen while the reproductive harm and the deaths associated with the jab would successfully call the herd. Interestingly enough, uh, at this point, the percentage of people who know somebody who have who has died from COVID, you know, raise your hand if you know somebody who died from COVID. Okay, you know, about 10% of the population says, oh man, I know somebody that died from COVID. Well, that's uh, virtually identical to the percentage of people who now know somebody who's died from the death jab. Raise your hand if you know somebody that died from the death jab. Okay, that's about 10% of the population too. And to say that deaths from the virus are being rapidly eclipsed by deaths from the vaccines should be absolutely shocking. But if you understand their agenda, it's not, you know, this is, you know, here too, I should say, we find a convergence of factors. This is where it comes together and it's kind of a head trip here, friends. So bear with me, please, because there is an unfinished agenda. As you'll see here in a bit, We'll get into it here in a bit. That's actually the title of a book. But this unfinished agenda is rooted in depopulation and eugenics, and this does tie directly into government censorship. Recent uh, congressional hearings, all this stuff about the weaponized uh, government agencies, all the stuff about how they were censoring, or you know, the FBI were working with Twitter to censor basically government censorship, anything on COVID, anything on, you know, Russia, anything on Biden's crime family, they were working together to keep that information out of the public sphere. And as I was digging into that, it, it led me to, you know, the of course, the defunct disinformation governance board that led to taking a closer look at SISA, the SISA advisory committee, which led me down this rabbit trail that I've been on all morning. And on the committee of the SISA advisory committee, that's and that the links there to the SISA, it's the cybersecurity advisory committee committee. Uh, these guys are the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agencies. It's a .gov website. On their board is one Mr. Christopher Young. Christopher Young sits on the board of CISA. And Christopher Young is a executive vice president of business development, strategy, and ventures at Microsoft. Now, Microsoft, Bill Gates, connections to eugenics, long documented history there. Not going to get into that now. But Mr. Young's impressive resume is said to, you know, he's said to have protected mission critical systems for more than two thirds of the global 2000. Uh, wow, that's pretty impressive, you know, but I'd never really heard of the global 2000. And, you know, given all of his other affiliations and he's, you know, he's kind of this cool guy or, you know, he's, he's prominent. I should say a prominent player. I don't know how cool he is, but I figured that it was something I should get up to speed on. What is this global 2000? And so I did a little quick search on it and I got the following results, you know, ah, global 2000, 2022 it's Forbes report on the, on the biggest, uh, most bestest corporations. Okay. That's great. Well it that didn't surprise me you know but what i did not expect to find when i was searching for the global 2000 was the term global 2000 directly linked to the depopulation agenda, including with government reports directly delivered to the president of the United States. I mean, wow, you know, mind blown. And again, screenshots in there, you can see it, uh, how it came up in the search results. I was like, I've got to document this. Here's the proof. Here's the proof, you know, uh, from senate.gov websites, et cetera, et cetera. It came to light, the Global 2000, was actually a landmark study that warned of the grave consequences if the government didn't get population growth under control. And that should sound very, very familiar. The, you know, the WEF, the Club of Rome, all of these guys, they've all said the same thing. So this report, the Global 2000 report, actually took three years to produce. And it culminated in a comprehensive 392-page book that uh, outlines the government's, the U.S. government's global model for population control and beneath the drab government cover, the table of contents provides a plethora of insights into this underlying de- uh, depopulation agenda screenshots there in the in the article friends if you take a look at it you know that that table of contents it says hey you know entering the 21st century you know here's the population projections and the environment here's the climate changes and the environment here's the tech changes and the environment everything's related to the the environment and water projections energy projections non-fuel mineral projections all of that kind of stuff if you get into their book what they're really you know, hounding on is how population is destroying the planet. The introduction of the book makes clear that this is not some quack conspiracy. This is written by the most, you know, academic elite from MIT and Harvard and Yale. And it was conducted uh, and funded by, but conducted at the behest of the Rockefeller Brothers. Okay. Oh, wow. There's another connection to eugenics. Rockefeller Brothers Fund funding this, this, uh, You know, Global 2000 report to the President of the United States. Here's what we got to do to save the planet. It all becomes very, very clear, you know. Furthermore, the introduction revealed that the Rockefeller brothers had also commissioned another report titled The Unfinished Agenda. And the unfinished agenda outlines, and I quote, a transformation in national consciousness profound enough to change mankind's course. Period. (laughs) Holy shikes. The Rockefellers, you know, commissioned the unfinished agenda, which outlines a transformation in national consciousness profound enough to change the course of mankind. Friends, this is exactly what we've been talking about. This transformation of consciousness. Holy smokes. My mind's exploding. You know, not surprisingly. The Unfinished Agenda was backed by a bunch of radical environmentalists who were organized as the Environmental Agenda Task Force. Again, all government-funded stuff here, and Rockefeller uh, Brothers, government-associated, I should say, funded by the Rockefeller Brothers here. But all of the associated organizations in the Unfinished Agenda are... Yeah, They're pretty familiar. Mostly you get into it, you know, okay, well, it's it's the Friends of the Earth and the Wilderness Society, the National Wildlife Federation, the Autobahn, all of this kind of stuff, the Environmental Defense Fund, again, radical environmentalists. But there was one that stood out to me. And that was an organization called the Zero Population Growth Organization. So in... The citizen's guide uh, to environmental policy, the unfinished agenda, sponsored by the Rockefeller brothers, presented to the U.S. government for policy, okay, this zero population growth is in there. Now, when I saw that zero population growth, I thought, ah, now that sounds like an agenda to me, you know, could this be the agenda of the unfinished agenda? You know, could, could their unfinished agenda be zero population growth? And could this unfinished agenda of zero population growth be tied into the Great Reset and Agenda 2030? A quick search, you know, looking into it, revealed that zero population growth has been rebranded to a more palatable-sounding Population Connection. Link to the uh, website there in the report today, friends. And a quick glance at the Population Connection, which is the, uh, the modern... Mm, you know the rendition. It's a, it's just a new wrapper on the same group of radical environmentalists who are trying to depopulate the earth. But this yeah, website of the Population Connection now shows they're they are absolutely in lockstep with the globalist agenda. So all the UN Sustainable Development Goals, etc. And of course, that really comes as no. Surprise, right? They say overpopulation threatens the quality of life of people everywhere. Oh my gosh, what a threat to the quality of life overpopulation must be. We don't need all these worthless, mouth breathing, meat eating peasants around. You know, we're destroying the planet. We'll get, (laughs) oh gosh, guys, Uh, it it gets better. It gets better. Okay. but it's no surprise they're in lockstep, and it's not really a surprise that their board consists of, you know, say, the former chief of the U.N. Population Division, you know, professors in environmental science and directors of family planning and, hey, pharmaceutical executives and more, you know, they're all in it together. These are exactly the kind of people— You would expect to be directing the efforts of a woke global NGO with a mission to depopulate the planet. These people are working to resolve the unfinished agenda of depopulating the planet. In fact, that is their stated goal. And I put a little screenshot here right out of their book. It says, declare a national goal of population stabilization or gradual population decrease. You can't get much more explicit than that. It goes on to say, encourage public education and demography and ecology so that the general principles of of exponential growth and carrying capacity and the social impact of, of individual reproductive decisions become widely known. Thus, the stabilization or even the gradual reduction of the U.S. population, it seems to be a step in the right direction of increasing quality of life for Americans. Friends, I'm reading right out of their book. And while I was digging into all of this, I was stunned to find the connection between population control, biological warfare, specifically modified viruses and recumbent DNA research. All of this showed up, okay, surfaced in a government report that was published in 1980. 80 over 42 years ago we have a government report that's connecting population control, biological warfare, modified viruses and DNA research and I'm going holy schnikes this is craziness. So again several screenshots in there I got to you know in the interest of time I'm going to have to cruise through this a little bit but the the new biological threat this this whole thing about modified viruses was written by that that chapter was written by Nicholas Wade and again friends bear with me here because this all connects right back to now what's happening right now, playing out right now in the halls of Congress because Nicholas Wade was, was recently uh, giving testimony on the origins of COVID. He was in, called in for a house oversight committee. They recorded the testimony of Nicholas Wade on March 8th, 2023. So just a few weeks ago. Uh, and In the weeks since, it turns out that Nicholas Wade has been getting excoriated by the liberal media for advancing racist theories about genetics. That's a direct quote from the liberal media there. But, you know, basically Wade's ideas about genetics don't align with woke ideology. He is the author of a seminal work titled A Troublesome Inheritance, Genes, Race and Human History. Wade argues that racial differences come from genetic differences, and these genetic differences account for the differences between cultures. He concludes uh, this accounts for the differences in indicators like the average IQ and the level of education and economic success. He's saying basically there's a genetic difference here between races, and that relates to IQ, education, and success. He is invoking evolutionary theory. He's invoking natural selection to make this case, which you would think that that appeals to the liberal, you know, academic eggheads, but that has earned him no love because his science is sacrilege. His ideas are blasphemy. But Mr. Wade is not alone. Eugenics, again, it's been there for a long time. Nicholas Wade, in Recent reports out right now are in the news. If you you know click, thumb, click on those links and dig into it, friends, he was accused of invoking the theories of Richard Lynn, who himself is a highly controversial figure because he promotes a very strong pro-eugenic stance. So Wade reporting to the... Yeah, yeah, okay, the connections between Congress and Wade and COVID and all of that, now we're talking Richard Lynn. Uh, and in this report, it says Lynn has argued that the high fertility rate among individuals of low IQ constitutes a major threat to Western civilization, all right? So he's saying, listen, we got too many you know, low IQ people. That's a major threat to civilization. He believes people with low IQ scores will eventually outnumber high IQ individuals. He has argued in favor of political measures to prevent this, including anti-immigration and eugenics policies, provoking heavy criticism internationally. Of course, they're criticizing that out front, friends, but Behind the curtain, that's exactly what they're working for. He's just saying it out loud. And, <laughs> oh, friends, you know, it's Friday, but have we not? We just found the authors of our government's own report on population policies Tied directly to global eugenics, the origins of COVID 19, biological warfare, and the global model for population control. Friends, you cannot make this stuff up. It's crazy. And <laughs> it's so crazy, I don't know what else to say except Happy Friday, friends. That is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you are enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or on the website. Click that heart and give me some love, baby. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe. If you would like, like to support this publication please consider joining the patriot club and the greatest honor of all friends is if you would share this podcast with someone share it with anyone share it with everyone you know friends get out there and embrace this fine fabulous fantastic fiery friday and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon